Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 135 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer in the 630 Chad studios. What a race we got going on in the Pacific Division. On a day in which Gerard Gallant has been fired as the head coach of the Vegas Golden Knights, who've been sliding of late. Defense is challenged to transition the puck. They spent a lot of money on wingers. Mark Andre Fleury had a 906 save percentage, very good goaltender. Uh, they don't have a great backup, at least not statistically so far. Be interested to see what happens. So, who coaches uh, the Pacific team in the All Star game? Wasn't that Gallant who was uh, named the coach for that? I saw a rumor that it's going to be Rick Talkett. I well, don't know if that's substantiated yet, but so if that's just, I'm going to throw this at you. Let's just say Vancouver beats Arizona on Thursday, and Edmonton beats Arizona Saturday. That would put Edmonton in a tie with points with Arizona. Which is not to say that Vegas. I haven't looked at the rest of the schedule for the other teams, but Vegas or Calgary couldn't end. I mean, if Calgary beats Toronto, they're back ahead of Edmonton going into Saturday. Just food for thought. I mean, you can't have, you have Jeff Ward, who's an interim coach. Uh, here we go. Uh, we'll tell you this. Royal Pizza, Pizza Past, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 50 years. For a menu and a list of the 14 Edmonton and area locations, go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Have we got them hooked up here? We're good to go on uh, ISDN2. Yes, sir. We bring aboard John Shannon, NHL Insider. Hi, John. How you doing? Nobody knows what ISDN2 means. Well, apparently that's what I'm on when I'm on the road and uh, when it works and what you're on as well. So, uh, hey, tell me this. Uh, were you surprised? I, I was, maybe you weren't surprised, but I was surprised that Vegas fired Shard Gallant today. Well, I think it, it, it goes to tell you how little news comes out of some U.S. cities. Uh, but in making about seven phone calls, uh, this has been ha- this has been on the on the books for about a month. Uh, that there has been differences of opinion uh, about certain things about the about the defense that you were talking about, about the style of defense, uh, and then you combine that with uh, the goaltending that hasn't been good for the six game the last six games and then the four game losing streak, and certainly losing 
to a team like Buffalo that everybody would have to believe the Vegas Golden Knights are better than. Uh, I, I think as of now, which is uh, 1.37 Mountain Time, it makes more sense to me now than it did when I first saw it. Okay. Uh, I'd say this about, I mean, this is a league, John, and any given night anybody can beat anybody. It's not, it's not the, even, hey, even in the, you know, the 1980s, when you only had 21 teams in the league and 16 made the playoffs, and sometimes those bottom five teams weren't very good, as you know. Uh, yeah. I mean, the Hartford Whalers beat the Edmonton Oilers 11 nothing in 1983-84, and the Oilers won the cup that year. Like, yeah. So, you know, here's, I, here's the one thing I would say, Bob. Here, here's the one thing I would say, and I think it has to do with how competitive or tight that Pacific division is. Uh, and then when you look at the success that Vegas has had uh, going to the final uh, in year one, going to the playoffs last year, uh, with the thought that if you win the first round playoff series, you're talking a minimum of four home games, and in Vegas that would probably be close to for the four home games be close to sixteen million dollars. Yeah, uh, there's a ton of pressure business-wise to get to the playoffs, and I, I can almost assure you that because they've been in the playoffs for the first two years, that they budgeted to be in the playoffs again. And that's the kind of pressure that teams would be under. Well, we experienced that here last year with Todd McClellan, right? 9-8-1 before uh, dropping a couple games against uh, Calgary and Vegas and back-to-back nights. And I think yep. there was an expectation that the Oilers were going to bounce back after missing the playoffs in 27-18-19. And, you know, Pete Shirelli was... I, I, I will say this, based on the amount of firings that have occurred this year, um, Todd McClellan's firing three and a half years in seems less reactionary than some of the other guys that have been moved out this season. I mean, <laughs> well, right? Hey, listen, it's it's amazing. Uh, do you remember the year that we actually went a full regular yeah. season without one coach being fired? 2017. And the only reason that, La- yeah. that Lane Vigneault got fired, but he got fired after the last game that was rescheduled from earlier in the year because of weather. So he got fired on a Sunday night after the season was over. I mean, that's uh, – and what we're going through now and – and by the way, Bob, I don't think we're done. I, I, I think that there are at least three more guys on the hot seat uh, that we could be talking about, you know, coming out of the All Star break. Well, we've had we've already had people text the show on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. What about Gerard Gallant to Steve Eisman in Detroit? And if I was Gerard, I'd just wait till the end of the year. Right? Like, why would you race in there, recharge the batteries a bit, and then go in with Steve? We both know. John, those guys are really tight. They played together. Um, you know, Iserman, Gallant, because uh, obviously Blaschel's one of the guys you're looking at of those three that's on the hot seat right now. Yeah, but I, I, I've also, and I mean, there, I mean, the guy that, hey, the guy that signed Jeff to his extension lives in Edmonton now. Yeah. Uh, and and one of, the, and he won't admit it publicly, but the one of the reasons he did do it was to give Jeff an additional year before the new general manager gets rid of him in the off season. 
so I, 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 I think Jeff Blaschel. I think the plan still is in Detroit is to keep Jeff until the end of the year. Uh, you know, till mid-April, and then and then and then make and then make a change then, which would give. I mean, Steve Eiserman's still in that uh, what do we have mode right now, and with the, all the injuries that they've gone through, uh, I think he's still trying to figure things out there. So uh, I don't think Jeff Blaschel is going to do any damage to your hockey club between now and April. Yeah, and right now we'll mention both Anthony Mantha and Andreas Athanasiu, uh, both out with injury. That's their two highest goal scorers from last season. John Shannon, our yeah. NHL insider, joining us. Uh, this, this, what happened to Ray Sherrill in New Jersey, by the way? What happened there? Uh, well, I, uh, I, I've heard uh, multiple things, but uh, in, in essence, the, as I understand it, uh, is this became um, a, a philosophical decision of how close this team, this being the Devils, uh, to making the playoffs. And it sounds like Ray didn't think they were very close at all, and, and he wanted to do a major overhaul around uh, show and Hughes, uh, Heesher and Hughes, and there was a lot more belief that, no, they, there are a lot more better parts than that. And, and quite frankly, I think Ray was probably closer to being right than wrong. Um, so from that perspective, it, it became a, a philosophical decision of the organization. And, and uh, what that, who in the organization disagreed with, with Shiro, uh, is your guess is as good as mine beyond ownership. And I think that uh, there's probably a, a lot more stories to come out of New Jersey before this ends up being finalized. Uh, well, it's interesting because there is a piece in Elliot Friedman's 31 Thoughts today that talk about the two analytics guys they hired. And one of those analytics guys that they hired is Tyler Dello. The other Tyler Dello, sure. And the other guy is Matt yeah. Cade. And Tyler did some work for Edmonton. And if I read Elliot's piece right, it suggested that the analytics guys had direct access to ownership. And uh, that's true, and absolutely true. The uh, the ownership in Phil, uh, who they're you know the ownerships from, from Philadelphia, from Philly, right? Yes, Josh Harris. Yes, they they own the 76ers, and the 76ers have gone full bore analytics, and so there's a lot of philosophy and belief that the Devils should go full bore analytics as well. Uh, and yes, uh, Mr. Dello's fingerprints are on the organization. And, they, I mean, they're in an interesting spot because, obviously, they couldn't get hauled on. Uh, the Subban trade has not worked out the way everybody thought it was going to work out. Again, another part of Elliot's piece today, John is suggesting that maybe uh, Shiro felt he was being pushed pretty hard to go get Subban. And as you know, there are people around the league who have always thought that PK could be quite self-indulgent as a player and that his game had dropped off considerably. So, uh, interesting stuff there. Hey, we've gone seven minutes. We haven't got your thoughts on the two-game suspension for Zach Gassian. Well, as the guy across the glass from you would tell you, that uh, I told him that he would get two games. So, uh, I'm not surprised. Uh, what I would have done was I would have fined Zach. I would have hauled, a, you know, I would have had the, the hearing I would have uh, fined him and said, hey, listen, that's not the way we do things. But uh, uh, the league believed that uh, the precedent had already been set, so it was two games. Um, I thought he might get three because the Oilers played the Flames. If the Oilers didn't play the Flames in the third game, do you think he might have gotten three? Mm. No. Okay. No, I don't think they worked that way. This is remember, this is this is a group of guys that didn't care how many games Corey Perry got, and Corey Perry's five game suspension took him out of Anaheim. The Stars returned to Anaheim. Okay. Uh, 
Do you think the league reviews the, that sort of predatorial nature of the hit that Kachuk does, where you know a player is engaged with a defenseman back before the goal, uh, behind the goal, and he totally doesn't go into play the puck, he goes in to blow a guy up? Because I could swear, and I know Ray Ferraro has mentioned this, and you know that was sort of a Torres type play, and they've tried eliminating that. I'm a little surprised. Do you think there's been a reevaluation done with that at the league level with your league contacts? No, I don't, uh, because uh, I, I think that uh, when you look at, uh, and I don't want to get into revisionist history, uh, but there's a ton of checks that Rafi Torres uh, doled out uh, for many teams, including the Oilers, uh, that were viewed as legal that are similar to what Matt Kachuk uh, did against uh, uh, to Zach, uh, and the stuff that Rafi got penalized or got suspended for uh, was much more vicious and much more predatory, and he left his feet for. Um, you know, so so I I I think that there is a huge difference between the suspendable Rafi Torres stuff and what Matthew Kachuk did. What do you think happens moving forward here, Edmonton and Calgary? <laughs> well, other than it becoming a lot more interesting. Um, Everybody's going to want to watch know, that, that game that, that, on that, Wednesday, January 29th, well, right, John? And, yeah, sure. And, 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 uh, and, and so creating interest and entertainment, uh, albeit uh, a, a fine line from violence, gosh, isn't, isn't that what hockey has been for years? And so people, I, 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 and I told, again, I, not to repeat myself, but... I think there are a ton of people that, uh, in, in this equation and in this situation that are sucking and blowing on, on, on being aghast that, uh, that the, the suspension and the violence and this and that, and then saying, boy, I'm really looking forward to the 29th of January. You know, you can't have it both ways. You know, you can't. Uh, it, to me, it's, uh, it, it's part and parcel of one of the best rivalries in sports. It gets vicious at times. Sometimes hockey's vicious. And sometimes we should just sit back and let the players play the game and see what happens. Now, you worked for the league at one time. Is it, would, would you not say it's true that Gary's tried to eliminate fighting out of the NHL? Uh, I have been in meetings and I have never heard him utter those words. Okay. Um... I have never heard him utter those words. Uh, what I did think that w was on the top of everybody's list was to get rid of staged fighting, yeah. to get rid of you know fighting uh, of of fighting for the sake of fighting. Um, but you know the, the you know there are enough uh, old time hockey people in hockey operations that still appreciate w what a fight is and what a fight does for a game. Um, but it's the it's the we're gonna we're gonna have a guy on the ice that all he can do is fight. That's the part that doesn't exist anymore. And that wasn't the league that dictated that. That was the change in style of the game where you couldn't afford to have a twelfth forward that couldn't skate or shoot or pass. Yeah. No. It's, well, it's it has changed a bit. Uh, true or false? George Peros has far more autonomy than people realize. And Colin Campbell and Mike Murphy at this stage are really focused more on goal calls on game nights. Is that true or is that false? Well, it's totally true. I mean, they, uh, you know, we, we talk about the Situation Room in Toronto. Yep. Uh, that is strictly for offside and goal reviews. 
uh, and for hockey operations discussions. And then there is another situation room in the New York office that deals completely with player safety. And they are totally independent of each other. Now, will there be a discussion of senior management at the league level, including the commissioner, including Bill Daly, uh, and, and in hockey ops and, uh, and player safety that deal with situations? There'll be an internal discussion. There'll be a, a group email. What do you think of this? How, what, what do you view of that? But in the end, uh, George Peros will make the decision. I mean, and, and uh, everybody within the system in, in the end, since it started with Brendan, have been very respectful of that. All right. And total curveball to wrap up with you, John. Back in the day. I'm or, ready. Or even still today. What's the one song that could always get you on the dance floor back in the day? Oh. Um, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Earth, Wind, and Fire. Uh, oh, yeah. They were, weren't they great? Actually, that's not true. I'm going to say that it's the Four Tops. Anything from the Four Tops. I was, I was a Motown guy. So I, I, it's, in fact, I will tell you right now, I will tell you right now, I, 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 and you can see it when I come out to Edmonton, uh, my, music, my, my music selections are all over the map, but I still have the four tops in my iPod yeah. or in my, in my MP3 player. So you, Actually, it's in my phone. You see, so you're a big fan of Motown is what you're saying. Oh. Oh yeah! Hey, by the way, the best documentary going. Anybody that's uh, anybody that's got either uh, got uh, Bell or, or tell us. I'm sure it's on the uh, DVR. Uh, it's uh, the the making of Motown, uh, Hitsville, USA. It is the best documentary about Motown music going, and it's well worth it's well worth the listen. There you go. Does this one work for Heard you? It through the grapevine. Awesome oh, sure. stuff. He's part of our grapevine. There you Absolutely. go. John Shannon, our NHL insider. John, have a great weekend. Talk to you Monday. This guy can sing. This guy can I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Really sick. 151 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. We'll wrap up the show after this. Hi, this is Jujar Kara from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 6:30. Chad. So Reed Wilkins swings by. I'm not sure what he's doing. He's got a sign that says "Fire Saving." You can go ahead. You got about a minute here. You don't even need a headset. To you. Yeah. How long ago did you you did Stoffer 316 one year? Yeah, like there's a window. Oh, here, so I just, there's a window here, so I like to right. hold up a sign through the window to make you chuckle or, and or distract you and or up. annoy you. Yes, so you did one Stoffer three sixteen. Right, as, as you know, I'm not really a deeply religious man, so no. What, what was Bono's line? The God I believe in isn't short of cash, Mister. <laughs> but sometimes I'll just put something. Or I'll hang it on the window and run away, and you'll just be like, "What is Reed doing now?" Yeah, and then so I just, couldn't read it today, and then so I'm today like, "Today I wrote fire saving." Well, then I'm like, "Well, did something happen in the last ten no. minutes?" Because well, these didn't, days they weren't in the top four. Big off year. <laughs> I know you love the guy though.
Oh, the guys, they got a great program. Let's face it. How do, you do, how do you do in Miami? It's different coaching uh, pros versus... That wasn't oh, my question. He didn't do very well. <laughs> Who has done well <laughs> in Miami? Name a coach in Miami that Don, you, Don Shula did okay, well in Miami. Random thought. Jimmy Johnson and Jason Garrett have similar records and winning percentages. One guy's just got into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. <laughs> One guy's run out of Dallas. Jimmy Johnson also won three Super won, Bowls. Sorry, no, no, he, won he won two. two because Switzer, Switzer yeah, won the third one. I remember Troy I called, I called hated, on Bruce, Bruce Dobigan's show. I called in on CBC when Switzer left Oklahoma and went there. And I'm just like, this guy's like the most overrated coach in NCAA football history. And, and they... Cowboys ended up winning that. What year. was it? Boys will be boys. Uh, yeah, that Perlman wrote. That is an unbelievable. Book. Yeah, and like Aikman hated Switzer. He hated like, Switzer. Hated and, still won one more under him. Charles, hated Charles him. Haley apparently was the envy of every man, including uh, several Texas-based uh, billionaires. And that is an odd. Yeah. We, we cannot relay the story on the air, but it's really that funny. That is an odd. Tale. What do you got coming up tonight on Inside Sports? Well, Scott Milanovic, all right, new head coach of the uh, town, Edmonton right? Eskimos. Yeah, I just uh, talked to him at an, an Eskimos. Luncheon. The whole, well, most of the coaching staff was there. So Milanovic is is ready to rock and roll. I think that's I think that's a great hire. He's a very he's a very calm, professional presence. So yeah. it's the, an upgrade on Jason Moss. I love Jason as a guy. Milanovic is more. Calm he is, coach. and I think Moss is an offensive coordinator back in Saskatchewan. I think that's good. And uh, Kelly Rudy's on tonight as well. All right. Uh, what was your favorite song as a uh, the guy on the dance floor back in the day when you were growing up in in Twessel or Evansburg? Evansburg. Well, a lot of the 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 first song I remember, a couple of the first songs I remember really liking as a really young guy, probably "Dancing in the Dark" and "Hungry Like the Wolf." No, there you go. And now, I mean, "Pour Some Sugar" and "Talk Dirty to Me" get me out yeah. there every time. Uh, she sells sanctuary for me. Hey, Brennan, can you cue up uh, "Lunatic Fringe" just to wrap up the show? Does that sound cool? If you're listening to us at this moment, and we're going to wrap up the show. Great work, that. Thanks for sliding by. Uh, to this day in Oilers history for New West Travel, join Oilers now on a great road trip to see the Oilers and the Hawks in Chicago. Reach out to New West Travel or go online at newwesttravel.com on this day back in 1991. Uh, and a Red Deer-based product broke through for the Rangers. Randy Mahler scores his third of the year for the Rangers to tie the game at two in the third period. It would finish as a 2-2 tie at Madison Square Garden, bringing the Oilers record to 21-20-3 on the year. Peter Klima and Joe Murphy had the Oilers goals in that one. Oilers made it to the third round of the playoffs that year. They were 21-20-3 through 44 games. Played 47 right now. Well, I got 25 wins as we speak. Absolutely. Randy and Mike Moeller. Mike was a former Edmonton Oiler. Uh, Mike works on the, I think he still works on the Red Deer Rebels broadcast with Cam Moon. Uh, two terrific guys. And Randy does the uh, Florida broadcasts. Actually, Randy, I think is. I think he's now back doing color. Did a little bit of play-by-play. One of the few former NHL players to dabble into play-by-play. Tomorrow, Sportsnet color analyst Louis DeBrusque. And for our players... Of the show, fans of the show, from our friends at Canadian Power Pack, and he is a player, Rob Kinsey and the gang. Uh, Brian Burke for Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service, electrical prefabrication and uh, solar. So we open up with ACDC, Thunderstruck. Got me on the dance floor. This one, I don't know, reminds me more of Vision Quest. Love it. Very underrated wrestling movie with Matthew Modine and Linda Fiorentino from about 1985-86. Have a uh, wonderful Wednesday. Up next, a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 chat afternoon news. Uh, afternoons with Jalen and I. Special thanks for all of you who participated in today's interactive portion. Hope we had some fun today. So long, everybody.
Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.